How's it going? What could be better than this? So I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Are sports a good thing or a bad thing? Evil. They're evil. They're rotten. They're the they're they're a really misfocused set of like how could we dedicate so much resource to something that ends up shaping how so many people spend their lives in the zero to 18 year bracket Mm -hmm. where there's just so little return and all of the ancillary benefits to it. They're like, Oh, teamwork and working with others. And you could, you could, you could get that out of anything. So like, when are we going to prize things that are like useful for more than like the glory days? It is madness. Madness, madness. I thought, I thought I was is... going to get pushback on this one. <laughs> no, I think it's crazy, and like, yeah. and it's only been getting worse. Like, then now you've got kids that are, you know, like in element, uh, you know, junior high school that want to start a new sport, and they're like, "Oh, too late. I'm too late. I didn't start it when I was five. Can't do it." Like, no yeah. one that you're going to be playing with is going to be good at this ever, and they're like, none of them are good ever. <laughs> <laughs> like you have no concept of what good is like you're in a bandwidth of performance that is it's insignificant relative to the high performers that would actually ever make a living off of this so just enjoy your mediocrity and have a good time with it like it's just have fun yeah treat it like a game not a sport right so like i, I, I so my my angle on it is um similar to a pr- previous conversation we've had about like violence and and to me zero-sum games are very difficult to make a case for in terms of of personal development or value creation for society because there are many war games where someone wins and someone loses and you know the olympics is i don't don't know if it just ended or the winter olympics is going on or was just going on and there's all this drama around it which i don't know i'm not even talking about that but i had like a uh, when i got back into karate about two years ago or i get well it was probably four years ago like minus pandemic and I remember I was matched up against a guy in a sparring competition and I'm fighting him and he was like older than me and slower than me and shorter than me. And within 30 seconds, I was like, I'm going to wipe, I'm going to wipe this guy out. And I mean, like a miracle would have had to happen for him to beat me. And, and I didn't want to beat him. Like it wasn't fair. Like it wasn't a fair fight. And I, and I didn't want to beat him. I didn't want to lose, but I didn't really care about winning. I just didn't want to have to go back to my school and be like, yeah, I lost. You know, so I wanted, I wanted to not lose, but I also didn't want to beat anybody. And the thing with, I mean, maybe you can think of a sport that's truly a sport where no one gets beaten. Funny word, isn't it? Beaten. Um, but you still like, is there a, like golf is, I mean, there's still, we were talking about it last night. Eric and I were talking about it last night in, in the context of the Olympics. Like is beating someone a good thing? Like, does that actually make you a better person? And like, yeah, you can do the striving for excellence and the teamwork and sportsmanship and all that stuff. You don't need sports for that. There's like well, a million. It's, of- it, it, it's, it's, it, it better not mean something because there's so few champions, mm-hmm. you know, because what does that mean for everybody else? You know, and but there's that promise of, of is it Kleos? What's the, what's, um, that came out of the back of my brain. If, if you, you could see that. I think that it's like, there's uh It's got moths on it. <laughs> yeah. There's like, um. It's it's fame, right? But what does it all mean? And and to your point, like what what is the actual value of it? Like there's the there's the whole road that got you there, and all the things that that meant. Yeah, um, striving for excellence, but doesn't that doesn't require beating other people at things? Well, it understanding that you you're you are the best at a thing. I I like 
again, like, I don't know that that means like all the, the right. Like it's look, it's uh, objectively it, our society treats it as, as the goal. Yeah. So that's what let's I'm not take away from that. And, but then like, but what, what's your, um, how are you, what meaning are you applying to that? And so like swimming is a really good example where, and maybe track where people, yes, there's a clear winner, but there's, there's also a sub drama around a personal best mm-hmm. and personal best is, is tracked. Like when we, when the kids go to a track meet in junior high and high school, they would do flag if, if it was a personal best that's in, in the standings. So it gets a little bit of credit, whether it was a personal best or not, that yeah. that's meaningful, you know, and, um, I guess, but I think still that becomes, it's not necessarily a zero sum, but what are is exactly, is that the end or is that the result of, of a process and the process is, is important? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think striving for excellence, I think is really beneficial for both at the personal level and at the society level. I think that's good. Strive for excellence, like breaking new ground, going out of your comfort zone, pushing yourself. Slippery slope, dude. You are one step away from Nuremberg. I swear to God. I'm Again? just kidding. Right. <laughs> I it's, always end up why there. Why does it always? Why does it always come back to, I know, to Germany in 1940? It's such a such a drag. Um, uh, but if we could just if we could just uh, figure out how to optimize everybody, and everybody can be a Vienna. You must you must have seen. Okay, but wait, 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 right, right, right. But that's where see that's where I think where I think. It's almost like, it's almost like, it's almost like, okay, this, just to try and get the thought out of my head, this doesn't make sense, but to get the thought out of my head, if, if there was a recognition of someone beating their personal best at something they cared about, but you weren't allowed to see the numbers. So, so the, so the, the, the inspiration, if you want to share the fact that you, that you have improved your personal best time and time and time again every day this girl improves her personal best at this thing she cares about but you're never given the absolute numbers so you can't compare yourself to her the only thing you can compare yourself to is the fact that every day she's getting better and and like you're not so like but not compared to her it's compared to yourself so it's it's like a terrible way to articulate the idea but the fact that even if you're trying just so I can jump in. You're trying yeah. to set up a measure that's about continuous improvement, right? But not absolute improvement, right? So, like, because everybody's right. starting at a place, right? Because we were talking about handicaps and golf handicaps. Like, what's the point of a golf handicap? I thought you were, we were heading into some dangerous ground. I'm glad right. you no. turned that around. Yes, nosedive. Um, <laughs> but the, what's the point of of a handicap in golf? It's so people can have fun playing against people who are a different skill level than they are. So it's about the enjoyment of the sport and and maybe the growing of the sport and being able to like, you know, go out with, you know, a few friends. Some of them are way better than you. Some of them are way worse than you, but you can still have fun. And, and, and it doesn't take away. So, but, but I was about to say, maybe this doesn't, maybe my example doesn't work because it's about being competitive, even though, you know, it's fake. Like you're, you know who the best golfer is. The one with the lowest handicap, right? <laughs> right? And they'll beat you every time or nine times out of 10, unless you have like a, a really lucky streak. So it feels like it, it's almost hard to talk about because it's so ingrained that yeah, competition is. is good or something. It's like, but competition with who? Like, I only want to, I only want to <laughs> beat myself. There's a title. I only want to beat myself. I don't want to beat anybody else. 
you know, it's like, I don't know if that's just a personal thing and it's like fundamentally misaligned with certain personality types through, through no, I don't know, fault of their own or just like genetically people are real, real competitive with other people. I'm pretty competitive with myself, but I despise beating other people at stuff. I'd rather, I'd almost rather lose. It's to me, it's like, I'd almost rather lose. You know, or like when I'm playing, when I'm playing, last night I played soccer against Maggie in the front yard. Obviously I could have beat her, you know, <laughs> drilling, drilling like spikes at her face, you know. I, yeah, I, I, I hear you. Like I, a quick story, mm. story time. Mm. George uh, starts playing, who in junior high school starts playing hoops after school with this kid who's arguably like the number one kid in East Greenwich in his age group. Mm-hmm. And they, but they just are playing for weeks and months together after school and having fun. And mm-hmm. I'm, we're not privy to what's happening, but we just know what's happening. And one day George is like, you know, uh, this kid and his dad, uh, we're going to play them. You and you, the four of us are going to play two on two. And I was like, okay, so we get into it. And um, I feel it was just very difficult. I, I wanted to win for George. I wanted to, I felt that George only wanted, only wanted to, not only wanted to win, but that winning would have been very, a good feeling for him. Mm-hmm. And I was definitely not playing my hardest. And I think he knew it. I don't think the other two necessarily knew it, but, uh, and we lost. And I was mostly comfortable with that mm. um, because I just felt like going ape in a game like that didn't make any sense. <laughs> you know like the the fletch scene like like chevy chase is like dunking yeah i mean like i'm gonna like exactly so uh and but it's not just if you don't use your fouls you didn't really play right (laughs) but uh, you know there so i i feel like i want to like parse this into into different like frames for judgment (laughs) you know like right yeah like one frame is like um, we're all going to die and none of it matters anyway. Let's keep it light. And yeah. even if you like in what <laughs> time frame does your victory matter? Now, okay. 10 minutes, 15 minutes, keep going, keep going, keep going. Doesn't okay. Humans started some like something like 2.5 million years ago. Many of them were champions. I'm sure I am somehow unaware of their victories. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Like, so it, it, what does it really add up to is like one frame that I have. And so in the pursuit of victory, what is the cost? So are you like in that instance, am I going to, um, you know, take the kid, the the boy that's on that team and, and really D him up? Mm-hmm. Like, is that really like, why, why are we playing? You know, that's the question is why are we playing? Are we playing to win? Are we playing for fun? You know, it, it so that's one one thought, and then another is like um, we play cornhole in North Carolina, and I I I want to be the most desired player every year when they when they are picking teams. Like if I'm just being totally honest, like it's embarrassing. Yeah. Like I don't want that to be the case. I don't want. I don't, you don't want, want that. to want to be picked first. Exactly. Or like, so this is like the denial of self that I wish I could just stop doing and just roll with the fact that I want to be the most valuable player like uh, let's review there's children that were six years old when we started playing so (laughs) you know like it's not healthy that doesn't feel healthy to me okay yeah it's i I wonder i mean i'll bet you 
I don't know. I really don't know. But it feels like contests like this are a mini are a mini war. It boils down to like how violent you're willing to get in the contest. So that's the funny thing with like I don't I don't know about MMA. So the thing with MMA that's interesting is it's almost completely no holds barred. It's almost completely gladiator. I mean, they can't bring a knife with them, right? I guess it would be realer if they could bring a gun or a knife or something, and we'll just start watching. You can bring a foreign object, bites. but generally, you know, it's just a chair. But it has usually. to fit in your anus. So <laughs> that would be awesome. That, that chair is tiny. That would be awesome if that was a rule. You can bring a foreign object if you can fit it in your anus and That's get right. it and get it out while someone's trying to kick you in the face. That's right. That's so, gonna that's gonna change the entire ground and pound game. I think we just invented something really important. That's right. Like you could you could put me in full mount and you can be <laughs> punching me in the head, but I'm that's pooping gonna out, I'm pooping out a taser. <laughs> but check my check my singlet. <laughs> you're gonna have to your head's gotta be on a swivel now. Oh god. Check your six, buddy. Check your six. I'm coming in hot. <laughs> Here comes a tonfa. Yeah. Um, you focus on the wrong end. You weren't expecting that, were you? <laughs> My God. Where? I'm sorry. Where Is was... can we think of any uh, unique benefit to win lose zero sum competition? Chess, uh, tennis. The intensity. So you you brought up a topic. So I'm not going to say this is an answer to your question, the satisfactory one, but mm. the excellence you there's some good in excellence and i and there is some good in there's some flow state where you get where you're so dialed into what you're doing all that's one facet of it but just excellence like nobody can write a memo like i can <laughs> or you know or make beautiful art or or the broker a deal the level right so what's what's required to put that time in so for some people competition might be a motivator to 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 put that time in and then you've got the art of you know mj you know dunking from the free throw line or or whatever right where the opponent. so as a yeah. motivator it could be good but then you have to be concerned for the bad side because you were said well you've got people bringing violence to bear for the win but it's not just violence to bear it's like moral transgressions for the win like yeah. where like you look at a game like survivor where that's yeah. the whole point of the game is like, is it a game or is this your personality? Like, are you just willing to, you know, betray your, the rules, the intent, the spirit of the game? You know, are you unethical uh, in the process of going through what the rules of this game are? Right. Yeah. There, there's, and there's, I, I'm thinking of like at least three examples, you know, sweep the leg in the all Valley tournament. Like it's not <laughs> right. It's like, right. And then there's the, um, there's a fam famous Tim Ferriss story from years ago when he first wrote for our work week where he read the rules for, I think it was, it might've been sumo, but it was some kind of judo. It was some kind of like grappling contest. Yeah. I think I want to say it was in Korea. I could be wrong, but, but he, he went there and he read the rules and he was like, Oh, I can, I found a loophole where I'll just dehydrate myself the way the, he found a loophole that the weigh-in was like 48 hours before the competition. And so he dehydrated himself for like a week and he weighed like 145 and then he drank a ton of water after the weigh-in and weighed like 185 and demolished everybody. He didn't even know how to do the, do the sport. He just demolished everybody. And that caused me to almost sneeze, which is why I'm pausing. Okay. That I thought passed. it was just for effect. That passed. No. And 
and then the other stuff is like the not to of course we're always going to roll back to politics but like like i remember a tweet during the trump years where gary kasparov who's you know from a communist country the chess player he was like you know united states is about to find out that their system that that their government is based on the honor system and that if you throw that out the window and have no shame then there's a lot of latitude you know to get things done which essentially boils down to a, it i'm not going to call it violence but it's like a form of cheating that's not yeah, in the so spirit it, of the it, rules it, the ethics the political ethics sports right. ethics yeah it's like well what if you don't care about ethics like what are the actual rules like what what mm-hmm. can i be i don't even want to go down the politics thing but but the but idea stick to sports like it, yeah, sports. look at like uh you know cheating cheating in sports charles barkley right you're the basketball guy like didn't he pretty much like do everything he possibly could to like foul and get away with it and you know it's like hey it didn't get called it wasn't a foul and it's like okay but the are, best example the of that would be the the detroit pistons they they had a uh the jordan rules which were a written set of rules in their group in their um team to abuse jordan physically and rack rack up fouls fine but you he, he he will be hit if he comes in the paint where the Jordan, that was the Jordan rules. Wow. Right. And it's like, fine, foul out. We'll just, we can't beat him. So we can't beat him fair and square. So we'll find a loophole. And I'm, I'm not against like, I'm not against novel strategies. In fact, I think a novel strategy is, is key to progress. But again, you know, is it victory in a zero? You know what? I keep coming back to the same thing. I'm very anti zero sum game. I'm very anti yeah, that I think that Winter was your main all. theme coming in. Like, I think all the stuff that we're talking about is like kind of ancillary to the fact that like there's some there's something's not sitting right with you where you know you've you've got a pie and people are fighting over how mm-hmm. much pie they get instead of growing it. Right. That, that's that's the core problem I have with sports is that I can't think of one that grows the pie unless you try and make a case for like. And I think it's a stretch, but I could be I could have my mind changed about that about. Like, well, you know, the competition is a friendly competition always. And what we're really trying to do is come up with a fun pastime. Like, I don't know, Frisbee golf or whatever that's called. Extreme Frisbee golf or, or like, or, I mean, actual golf. There's still, but still it's, it's zero sum. You, you have a winner, they get the prize. Yeah. And I, I'm not a fan of the like participation trophy stuff either. It the, the thing to me is like, why are we having, why are we spending all this time on it? Like, yeah. When you when you when you brought it up, like the thing that gets my goat about this is, um, like when you the K through twelve mm. fascination with sports and like it's just it's bizarre because once it leaves K through twelve, there's a little bit of traction in college, and then then it just becomes like what is it becoming? Like it becomes a breeding ground for all of the bad things we've talked about on our previous phone calls where. Yeah. You're creating an us and them like a good comedian. I, I, you know, we'll, we'll just say, you know, um, you know, gets meta with sports and says, Oh, you know, move the ball, put it in the goal, my team. Like there's no reason to like one team over another, apart from tribal, uh, tribal applications. We live near and each other. Yeah. It's just, it, it, all of it is just mob playing to the mob, playing to the lowest common denominator. And people could be completely pissed off at me because i i love so what i haven't said on this is i love sports and sports did a lot for me and i've 
I've per- I've gotten a huge amount out of sports. Basketball, mm-hmm. uh, wrestling were all huge for me. Um, in a self-discovery fr- way, or in like I won the trophy kind of way. Uh, definitely not. And I won the trophy. Um, definitely not that. I mean, wrestling, wrestling in high school was just helped me to develop an image that for myself that I that like gave me some structure to an image for myself that I liked, you know, like mm-hmm. this was really hard and I did it kind of a thing. Yeah. Knowing your boundaries and yeah. Pushing your physical limits. Like, ah, oh, I was, I didn't know I could do that. And, and then basketball, I would say has just provided not anymore, but I mean, for when I started yeah, playing, can't even, beat a, can't even beat a 12 year old. I mean, come on. Exactly. So, but that's been 30 years of yeah. just joy absolute joy pastime fun pastime right right but can you take and i get that because like i mean you i I mean my favorite i'm super not interested in sports my what the main thing that i spend my time on outside of stuff that relates to a computer that has a computer involved is a combat sport you know martial arts but i guess well it's a performance art also you could look at a different like boxing and 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 mma those are combat sports muay thai is a combat sport Martial arts has aspects of uh, internal growth that I think are non-trivial. And at the beginning of every class, in fact, you almost see this like Pledge of Allegiance sort of thing. It's, I mean, I wouldn't call it a cult. <laughs> you, hey, look, we, we, were, we were both thinking it. Somebody had to say it. I had to say it. Yeah. Elephant in the room. But you have this yeah. pre- Pledge of Allegiance, Allegiance kind of thing. That it's like, I'll develop myself in a positive manner and avoid anything that would reduce the, you know, and it's like, I will use self-discipline, before, I, I, you know, whatever, whatever it says. I don't know it. I've only been doing it for 10 years. Uh, but it's things like, I'll, you know, use common sense before self-defense. And like, it's very anti-violence. It's very like diffuse the situation. Um, but at the end of the day, you're kicking someone in the head if they need to be kicked in the head. And so it's, so maybe it's, it's kind of hypocritical, but I would, I will say that there's, but when have you ever used it in, uh, no, no, when have you never, ever... I would just give someone my wallet, like, come on. That's what yeah. I'm, that's, that's yeah. part of the point, right? So right. any of the violence that's happening there is, is uh, mutual consent it's theater. and, right. it's theater. and, and part of whatever process that you're going through for these ancillary, these side benefits. Right. So the, the things that there are absolutely people who thrive <clears throat> on winning, um, and I would, I think there's, there might be an interesting thing to explore between the different, the difference between wanting to win and not wanting to lose because you have to win to not lose. But I think the, in a zero sum scenario, but I don't care about winning, but I do not like losing. I definitely don't like losing. Well, not, that, when they had the, the Jordan documentary, there was a distinction made between people that are passionately, passionately hate losing mm-hmm. as a, singular motiva- motivator like separate from the desire to win right but like sports is like you couldn't just apply all of the pursuit of excellence and discipline and or whatever the things are that are like self-actualization or mm-hmm. all of the things that happen during sports that are amazing that you could say well why not do that with chess or with programming or with learning how to budget or self civics or you know things that are more clearly going to be uh, yeah, put you in, put good, you in yeah. that are not only all of those ancillary benefits, but they're actually something that will put you in, in good stead later on instead mm-hmm. of pretending that, you know, all those are just nerdy things that don't matter. Mm-hmm. But, but there is the straight, there's the physical health. So like, if you go to, you know, how many times a week do you go? Uh, COVID once a week, 
I go to the gym twice, once to karate. So like that's a part Usually of it. Two or like, three. Football, Normally that's two or a part three. of it. Like fitness is no small benefit to get from this stuff. We can't like cast that aside. Like you don't sure you won't get that with the curling team, but like <laughs> you can't apply like this pursuit of sports and the benefit of my body, my temple with uh with chess. So okay, that that's okay, so that, that reminds me of a thing I say often, which is that you know, I go to the gym twice a week and on a normal, in a normal scenario when there wasn't a plague, I would go two or three times a week to karate. And I don't do really much cardio at all in the gym. I friggin' hate it. I used to do tons of it when I was younger. I can't stand it now. It's just pure torture. But when someone's trying to kick me in the face, I don't stop. Like there's no, that voice in your head that's just like, why am I doing this? I should just stop. I should just walk. I can walk the next quarter mile. That voice doesn't exist. You are, your fight or flight even though it's fake, even though it's theater, it's real enough to trigger the the fight or flight thing, and you you don't stop. Like like you don't notice that you are running out of energy until you're literally running out of energy. Like your arm won't move, so you don't just be like, ah, "I'm gonna kind of dog." You know, you know the phrase "dog." Yeah, when you're it. running, part of cardio fatigue is negative self talk about it's why mostly, you. I think it's mostly negative self talk. Like why you need to stop, why you should stop. This is bad for you. You're actually not making yourself anymore. Yeah. Like all those voices, I used to run a lot. But the the fist to the head, there's no. no, It's like, no, you just, you just, it's too late. You reacted. So it's like triggering your reflexes constantly. Mm -hmm. And it's a, it's amazing cardio workout. And we do this thing. We do this thing at at the school when we do like Thursday nights fight club. And we do this thing where there's a bunch of people that have their gear on and there's usually a ring or two and you go in, you score a point and you stay in and the person that, that you scored on goes out and it's just constantly rotates. There's no winner. There's just like, it's just but, like, but it's like King of the ring though. Right? Like you, like there's a, an equivalent to this in basketball. It's King of the court where, mm-hmm. you know, you're on and whoever, whoever scores stays on and there's a line of people trying to get on. And you, mm-hmm. you know, if you were on the longest, you know? Yeah. It's, 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 it doesn't it doesn't have the ceremony at the end though like it, and if you've run two rings at the same time you kind of don't like you'd notice when someone's on a run or someone's on a roll but there's also this other thing that happens that so the last time we did it we went in and there was there were three like legit kids you know like 12 13 they're probably 13 because uh, yeah they must have been 13 because they're in the uh, air quotes adult class and so like one but it was after class so people had taken their belts off and so this one kid popped in and he was and I was like what belt are you because I, I like I needed to know I wanted to, to I wanted yeah this is so freaking weird I wanted him to feel like I wasn't totally rolling over but I didn't want to <laughs> destroy him no you know, that's the that I was two feet taller yeah. than the kid right so like like I wanted it it turned into a very much like a, a teacher student type of thing where uh yeah I can't I can't parse this is that no, I, I have a buddy that it, he has one speed. It's win, and yeah. it's it's maximum. I know who you're uh, talking about. Actually. Sportsman, <laughs> maximum sportsmanlike <laughs> aggression. So, like we when we play with teenagers, which has happened a lot, um, I will be like, "Hey, you know, simmer down." And there is Run no down. simmer down. No. So, but so who are you? Who am I serving by caring about that? Right. So yeah, it's it's a lot of presumption on my part that the they the kid because. When they win, and they will win, it will mean more when they beat him. Right. You know? Yes. 
Yeah, that's a, okay. So if we take it to like a, a family realm, uh, like Granora, will sh- she'll she will not let a kid win. Like that's a she right. thing. No, if you're playing cards, no. you, you better come correct. Yeah, right. Yeah. So when you win, you won, and and there is a. If I don't bring that to my kids. I don't my do kids it will always wonder. I don't do it either. And is that good or bad? I don't. I don't know. It's it, Christy I, doesn't do that. She, they, they have they have split parents here, so like Christy yeah. is the hard the hard edge on that stuff, and I I just don't I don't I don't like beating I, people. I also just feel like it, it 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 plays out in a way that this is you you're gonna want to correct this tangent, but like even just in teaching people how to do things, like I remember. Uh, one of our many parents at one point said, you know, if, if a job's worth doing, it's worth doing right. And I have not carried that through in, in teaching the kids. Like, I'm okay with them doing the job wrong. I would like for them to do the job. And I have confidence that over time, and especially as they get older, they'll come to know in their own time about doing a job well. Um and I'm just talking about stupid stuff like cleaning a counter or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. No, I you totally, know? right. But I don't, so I don't need to be like... There. There, there's a lot of gray area, but the part of it is like, what is, how hard is that edge? Now, like if we were living, I was watching um, a TV show about, uh, you know, there's like 10 humans left and they're <laughs> in a survival situation. I might be a little bit more hardcore. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, yeah. now I'm worried about your survival, but if I'm worried about like self-actualization, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's right. just different. It's a different place in the pyramid. It's like, you know, hi- Maslow's hierarchy. It's like a different spot. And like, like my responsibility, like if survival is an issue, I am not relying on you as my dependent to tell me anything about your survival. I'm going to go with all of my intuition, all of my knowledge. I'm going to minimize risk and you're going to do what I tell you to do when I tell you to do it. Right. But in a, in a non-survival environment, like it doesn't, what I, how I've lived my life is no template for how you've lived your life. And you, I, there are huge chunks of my life that I would not wish on anybody. So like, I, it's very presumptuous for me to be like, you have to do things in this way Mm. to be able to be, and then fill in the blank. Right. I know, I see, I know the difference of the two contexts. I think I, I think I see what the difference is. The difference in the two contexts is the objective in the life or death scenario is black and white 100 percent clear and if you've got someone with you know someone who's who's like i got this i know what to do you guys need to do what i'm saying right the objective is super clear the most experienced person is going to have the strategy that you're going to want to bet on and the followers need to follow and that might shift depending on the circumstances you know Um, but in a scenario where it's not life or death or it's not as immediate or where it's just life and now just, you it's don't much have more a clear nuanced. objective. <laughs> there's no so right. There, if there's no clear objective, then coming strong with a strategy is asinine. Yeah, it's like the greatest American hero. Like he's gonna <laughs> Okay. Yes. Keep going. He well, it's it's with the greatest metaphor for life. Like I don't know why it's not a part of, you know, all of the philosophical Should treatises that have cultural, come out since the eighties. Yes. yes. But like it William Katz, baby. I could like, do you want the instructions for your suit? You know, you've got you like superpowers, you but you don't know how to use them. It's it's like, is that the best metaphor for like the teenage like puberty ever? <laughs> you have the ability to create life, but please don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> you have godlike powers, but don't use them. That's right. 
That's right. Yeah. Avoid, avoid, avoid <laughs> oh them my there God. and there. Yeah. <laughs> Can you? Oh man, that that I never thought of the significant. I, I'm sure if we went back and actually watched that show, we'd be like, oh yeah, this is just a bad threes company, and that's not oh, it, it's terrible. But but I, my point is like now now you get to frameworks of meaning then you that are very individual. I, I hope my kids will. I don't know what it's going to take to break them because I think people have to be broken from. I don't even think they realize how ingrained other people's frameworks are in them. So, oh, shit, like, if yeah. I could do, if I could force anything on them, mm-hmm. it would be some kind of hero's journey so that they could be fully broken from, you know, whatever matrix of lies I've I've woven through their through their existence. Right. Um, that, but I'm not even strong enough to like force them to do that, honestly. Well, that's. I mean, that whole thing. It's like. It's like. The word that you use that I love is it's presumptuous because it presumes that you and they have a clear objective. Because once you get away from like, I need oxygen right now and I'm not getting it. Like, that's so clear. It's so black and white. It's like, you know, okay, I've got oxygen now. And now I need water or shelter or I'm going to die in 30 minutes if, you know, from exposure, if something doesn't change. That's like such an, an uncommon scenario in a first world situation it's so uncommon that you end up with like I, f- I have no shortage of really strong opinions but like forcing them on my kids seems bizarre it would seem bizarre if which is crazy unless this is in, yeah unless uh, i presumed for, an outcome if i was trying to push them into an outcome like i and, just i just let, like read this story about this guy that wrote a book about concord massachusetts and like very much the kids were the property of the of the parents they were an extension of the parents like mm. if you had a firstborn and they died at five the second born got that kid's name wow and the older they were the more the more important it was for them to keep the name it's just like you are no a pressure. vessel yeah and and you're gonna you're you know you're gonna be a farmer you're gonna do this you're gonna so it was just in, in ways that we can't even comprehend it was different then and I'm not, maybe what I'm doing right now is horrible and I'm being too mushy right. and not giving them enough of, of my experience and what Direction. my intuition mm-hmm. is, but right. I can't quite bring myself to be so presumptuous. Like you said right. about, um, the thing about the Concord story yeah. though, is that the grape juice is excellent. So it is, they've got and something kosher. going on. That's, it's delightful, frankly. I'm not sure if it's kosher. So uh, check, that's check, exactly check right. Listings. I would rather err on the side of. Um, my experience of what dad did, which is, which is like, I don't, I don't recall once ever, ever, ever them being like, you should, they, I don't remember the word should, like, I don't remember the word should in, in any kind of like large life decision. I don't think I heard it from dad or mom or Kate or any, any of the pantheon of parents. It was like, it was like, Hey, do what makes you happy. Like it was very much that generate, maybe it's that generation or just like our, our, um, experience, or maybe it's not even your experience, but in my no, no, experience, that, 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 that is, I mean, I, I think what I got from him was, uh, so this is also falls in the category of the thing that a parent says once and the kid remembers forever, but mm-hmm. maybe the parent yeah. just was Love having that. a, like Love had, was had gas that day. Right. Um, yeah. See, remember when you said, and they're like, Nope, you told me that I shouldn't pee into my navel. Like, and now I've, I'm not sure I was ever going to do that. And I still worry about it constantly. Why yeah. did you think I did that? 
Everybody pees in their navel. Why aren't you peeing in your navel? I'm six. Anyway, so that may or may not have happened. But the what he had said was he was like, I, you know, don't care what you do. I just hope that it's of value to the community, you know. And so mm. that that uh, stuck with me more than I should have ready to admit. That's a pretty good one. I, and and plays into also the the other part is like my experience is the modeling of the parent is more valuable than the words of the parent. Agreed. Um, and there'll be a period of rebellion and then a period of, oh my God, I just became my parent. They were a lot smarter um, than I thought, right? So I, I don't know if that's true across the board, but I think that happened to me anyway. I, I think it could go both ways depending. I mean, there are certain things I can think of that were modeled by one of the many parents for me that either pushed me in the exact opposite direction or or didn't. And the stuff that didn't push me in the exact opposite direction was something that I probably ended up kind of gravitating to. And then the other stuff was almost my identity that like, I'm not doing it like that. I'm not doing that because I just hated it for, you know, not that it was good or bad. It's not even a judgment call. I just, for whatever reason, constitutionally didn't like, I don't know, like pedophilia. Yeah. It's not my thing. It's just, I'm not into it. Listen, it's, I'm just not going to do it. I'm, I'm drawing a line and you, it's a preference. It's a cultural thing, but I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Things have, times have changed. Look, you know, whatever floats your boat, but you know, not going to judge. It just, it looks bigger in their tiny hands. <laughs> I was thinking about like moldy glasses of Coke, but, but okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or coming home from vacation yeah. to the, the mold blooms on the pizza. Mold blooms, yeah. I, I, that's not a thing that's going to happen. Mold blooms. No, um, I, the, the thing that I did not want to do in, yeah, I, I this isn't. I'm going to say this, and this isn't fair. Yeah, I'm just going to say this straight out. This is not fair. But there was a fifth. There was some component of '50s stereotyping uh, that I did. I, I desperately don't want to do, and I know that I'm at risk of it. And mm-hmm. I try, that's the thing that I, it's like, Wait, that's the 1950s thing 1950s or 50 year old? 1950s. Okay. So to the extent that that was a part of a model that I observed, mm-hmm. fair, not fair, wrong, whatever, it doesn't matter. That's something that like, to your point of like something that was, that is what I, something I saw and didn't want to repeat. But there's, I think there are other things too that I haven't quite wrapped my head around yet. Uh, but on the other hand, I went through a, a uh, a period where at one point dad we went for a walk and he was like i'm worried about you like this doesn't seem to be working <laughs> you know <laughs> like okay. so it wasn't we we did get to that point you know mm-hmm. and that what was an that was not so much like here's a direction to go in but it was almost like i am in a position right now where i have to tell you this like a this, wake up call yeah this seems not good yeah you no know? right that's fascinating uh, okay so right because we're we're like we're like on the spectrum of like zero to 10, where zero is like, like super duper tiger mom structured from an early age. And 10 is like really unstructured, like commune. We're like 15. So, and, and really? I really, we're super I, unstructured. Listen, we should have more, we should dedicate, we should have a call just about like, what do you remember? Because okay. I, my, my, I feel like my memory of childhood could barely start to moisten a thimble and right 
and I, I, but there's more. I think I have more than I I admit, and you probably have a lot like that. Mm. It would be interesting to see what's what's there one time. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be fun. I, I and then we would know if sports are good. Sports are not good. <laughs> there's nothing. There. There's nothing there. <laughs> it's a complete. It's a complete pissing contest, which does nothing. Well, I, that's I, the thing. It, it feeds all the things. It, it feeds, feeds the tribal. The it feeds things. the ego. It, it creates the illusion of value, of, of, it, it's of not personal there. value. It's not there. That, There's no value. That isn't worth a dang thing when you're floating alone in the ocean, and everybody floats alone in the ocean at some point. So look at look at you mentioned Jordan before. Like you talk, you hear that guy talk now. I don't. I don't actually talk to him that often anymore because he's you know he's. I get tired of his older. fucking phone calls at one in the morning, but it's yeah. A, he sends these booty calls almost. It's like, I don't know, what are you trying to do, man? But no, but you hear him talk like at the, I remember, I remember hear, seeing an interview. I think he was getting like inducted into the hall of fame and he was not pure bitter, bitter. He's still bitter about slights. And this guy is like, you, you, who, I mean, you could probably only name one or two people that are even in competition with him universally as like a sports icon and he's not happy yeah so like totally okay yeah okay so that level of competition that gets what did it get you nothing and and money money whatever on a on a on that note like he really is he really does have these pro these problems that comes out in these documentaries there was a guy on his team that there was a whole documentary done about their most storied championship season Mm mm-hmm Great documentary, but it completely ignored one of the players, and and then Austri- the guy was from Australia, so Australia was like, "This is unacceptable. We're going to do a documentary on this Australian player." And they got Jordan to participate in it, mm-hmm. and it was a real window into how much he's broken as a interpersonal. His interpersonal relationships are just terrible, right? And it was all driven by this. Uh, you know, and it is. It would be interesting to continue this conversation on his level because he is an example of someone that is the sportsmanship is horrible. The Larry Bird, the worst trash talker in the world, like just really? horrible to that. other people. Like, like for me to win, like I think part of what you're getting at with the violence and the ethics is part of professional sports that is heralded. Like with Jordan, is not only is my advantage my prep, but it's my ability to take you down a notch and my ability to hurt you coming in to beat. And you you see it in high schools where in the high schools where the culture is to trash the other team as much as cheer your Mm -hmm. own team on. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of what you're getting at where you were like, what are you losing when you do that? Right. And it's like, why are you even, why are you even participating in a game where that behavior is effective and therefore accepted I, I, I don't think it's I don't think it's even about it's like it comes back to why are we playing and if you're playing a win then everything's on the table that's right so everything as much as possible is on the table like nobody's gonna so you damn well better be sure that winning is of value because once you make that your sole goal mm. you're gonna you're, a lot of things are gonna get sacrificed and to bring this full circle mm. to Albert Camus and the human <laughs> crisis yeah. When we pick a political end that is abstract, like winning, that has nothing to do with the human mm. relation of the person in yeah. front of me, right. anything that I do to achieve that abstract end is is justified. And whether it's me tripping my opponent on his while he's fast breaking to score a winning bucket, 
or whether I'm sending people to the gas chamber, it's the same goddamn thing because in in the name of fill in your blank abstract, I'm able to do a thing to another human being that subjugates it. their dignity and mine at the same time. At and, the same time. And justify right. it in, in the abstract. Because I won. I'm a winner. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. Great. You're a winner. Now let's listen to Glory Days by Bruce Springsteen and... <laughs> You know, we could have somebody empty your catheter for you, you know, because like. <laughs> that was perfectly random. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, it's like, um, if Michael Jordan's not happy, then. So like, if winning. Yeah, I don't even want to like re restart the cycle. But yeah, it's like, what's the goal? Because in the, in these areas where, where the, we are not at the bottom of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you're somewhere in the middle or maybe farther up. And it's not obvious what the goal is or what your kid's goal might be someday, or, uh, or maybe you're not even clear on your own goal, then it becomes maybe tantalizing to adopt something that's like, well, I don't really, you know, I don't, I don't really know. And maybe it's uncomfortable to like wrestle with it. Uh, but I know winning's good. So I'm just going to go win at stuff. Yeah. It's, it's how big is your, your, your monument, you know, your, your monument be swallowed when the sun explodes but like <laughs> but it's how big is my monument it's pretty big Thank i mean you. i've heard I'm, i I've just heard. needed somebody i am irish but yeah, yeah. a little bit of an irish person pants fit easy i don't have any problem finding pants <laughs> silver lining <laughs> silver linings plenty of room ah lots of room got room to grow <laughs> speaking of colin mcgregor oh <laughs> uh, that's gonna get me beat up um all right, cool. Yeah, I gotta run. I can smell the food downstairs. Yes, you're totally past past your time, dude. You're gonna get. Yeah, I'm in trouble. It's yeah, time is zero sum. Let's review. That's for sure. All right, man. Take it easy. You too. Bye. See ya.